Built in Buffalo family, what is going on? Do not adjust your screen right now. That's right. We have a five-man roundtable. Um, if you're new to the channel, welcome. And what took you so long? But I'm DM3, one of the co-founders of Built in Buffalo. You can find me on Twitter at DM3 underscore BIB. All right. So the crew is here. To my right is the other co-founder of Built in Buffalo, A. Rich. You can find him at KingRich underscore 987. All the way on the right-hand side up top, that is my guy, Colt Schroeder. You can find him at underscore Schroeder. Bottom left, that's a new guy on the show. That is my guy, the Brown Sipper, Mr. Brown Sipper, Draper Jackson. You can find him at Draper Jackson 1. What's going on? And our special guest tonight, bottom right, everybody probably knows who he is in Bill's Mafia. My guy, Monster, has graced us with his presence, and I really, really do appreciate you can find him at – on Twitter at Monster Inc. nine one seven seven. All right, fellas, we got a lot to talk about. So first off, Monster, how are you? I'm lovely, Dave. It's been delightful. How about you? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm so great you could join us tonight, man. It's really awesome having you on. Um, we've been friends for quite a while, um, through and through, with some other brands, but we're Bills Mafia through and through. So here you are. Um, hey, Rich, how you feeling tonight, man? Hey, Rich, I came rich. I'm good, man. I feel great. I just, I'm glad we we going to see some type of football tomorrow, even though it's not our bills. I'm happy to see football. Yeah. I mean, what what game are you watching tomorrow? What game are you looking forward to? Uh, whatever my fantasy team is doing, I'll be following a lot of my <laughs> fantasy players. <laughs> I, got, I got some money involved, so I got to be in tune. And I, I, I got to say, if Deshaun Watson this week does not do something now that he's going to have full reins of the offense, no more handoffs, no more conservative shit, he's my fantasy guy. If he doesn't do shit this week, I got to get rid of him. Colt, what's going on, brother? How you feeling on this Saturday night? I'm good, man. I'm excited. We got some new fresh blood in the room. It's going to be great. Everybody's pumped to be here. I think the room's filling up with their usual cast of characters. So I'm ready to roll for what's supposed to be the pregame. Is still the pregame, just with a little little head schedule. <laughs> uh, Draper, what's going on, man? Introduce yourself. You got a, you got a YouTube channel, right? What, what's that again? Most most definitely, all about the bills. Come check me out over there. If you uh digging the content, if, if you're rocking with the BIB team or myself, you know, check me out over there. You know, right, I'm we glad some, to be a part of the uh, the team. We're glad to have you here, man. We got some usual suspects in the room. We got mm-hmm. Bane Mafia, my guy, who's here every show. Love it. Our guy, Daryl Connage, he's in the building. Uh, we got some new guys. David Hoffman. The Bills are awesome. Let's go and win the game and be five and oh. Five and zero oh sounds good. All right, so let's get the let's get the ugly seven thousand pound gorilla out of the room first because everybody knows what's going on. Um, so the Tennessee Titans are going to be eligible to play on Tuesday because the NFL and Roger Goodell did everything that they could to make sure that this game took place. So I want to get some initial reactions. I know Akeem <coughs> talked about it in depth a little bit last night. So. We're going to start off with the man, Monster. What was your initial reaction finding out that we had to move our game to Tuesday, knowing what lies in waiting in our following game with the Chiefs? Yeah, I didn't really care when we played the Titans and whooped their ass. It was the fact that we lost the primetime game against Kansas City. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hopefully it gets flexed, but two 5-0 teams and a caliber of the offenses that we got? Like, come on. It's, I mean – I was pissed off at first, DM. I was, I was going to, you know, how dare you? You guys broke protocol. You guys went to, did things, you know, you went to practice. But think about what the Bills did, too. The Bills did that. 
You know what I'm saying? So I get it. You want camaraderie, what have you, but it's the wrong time to do it. But my initial thought was let them play. you got to practice squad. It's not our fault they tested positive. You know what I'm saying? Get them up, scrape up what you got, get them on the field, and get your ass kicked because you guys tested positive because you didn't follow the rules. Yeah. Draper, how about you, man? How do you feel about now having a game for the first time in Bill's history on Tuesday – and then being pushed from a Thursday night primetime game to playing now on Sunday. How do you feel about that, man? Uh, I'm I'm kind of with monster because I mean, I was ready to play the Titans on Sunday, then go ahead and face off with the Chiefs on Thursday night primetime. Josh Allen versus Pat Mahomes. They they've been they've been playing with it, playing around with the idea of uh, the throw off, whatever you want to call it. I just want to be able to go ahead and show the rest of the nation that Josh Allen is ready for prime time. He's that dude. So, I mean, and I'm hoping, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm with everybody else. I'm hoping it gets flipped to that night game because, I mean, I'm thinking we're going to beat the Titans. So, once we beat the Titans, it's going to be, what, what, 2-5 and old team going at it, Chiefs yeah. versus Bills, showing the rest of the world what we can do. Yeah, I agree. Colt, how you feeling, man? Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't realize that the Titans were the new Patriots, right? Like, that we needed to give them, like, every avenue of help possible. Like, you can't, you guys mess up. We know that you're messing up. You know what? It's cool. <coughs> Bills, you guys, you guys are going to have to move it around, right? Like, sorry for you. We don't, we don't care. They, we think Kansas City's going to whoop your ass anyways. So, no big deal, right? It's like we, we're still the bottom of the barrel, even when we're sitting at 4 0. Meanwhile, they're flexing shit around for Tennessee, who's proving each day that they can't do things the right way, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I'm not a fan, but I, I hope that we just get the little bit of practice and we whoop their ass, right? So, Spot on, spot on. Hey, Rich, man, how you feeling, brother? We talked a little bit last night. Um, tell me your thoughts with another 24 hours to think about it. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not mad at all, man. I think that if... They can give us a primetime Sunday night game. It'll be made up for a little bit. Uh, move up that Minnesota or whatever that game is on Sunday night. Move that move that shit up uh, to a 7 o'clock game and make us a primetime football game Sunday night against the Chiefs. I think that would be a makeup for that Thursday night loss. So long as we do what we got to do and get the victory, that's all that matters to me. So let me get your guys' take on this. So we kind of touched about it before we came live. So news came out today that it'll be two weeks, which is the mandated quarantine period for players that test positive. It'll be two weeks the morning of the Tuesday game uh, with the Titans, and they will have players that will now be eligible to play. Does this change anything, or how do you guys feel? I I, kind of feel like this is something that, they moved it to Tuesday. They knew the window was two weeks, right? So now you're giving them another pass to get more players healthy, more players active. What's your – Draper, what's your initial reaction knowing that now that some of these guys that are on the C-word list will be put back on the active roster on Tuesday? I mean, now I'm at that point now. I, like I even said on uh, IG Live with uh, with uh, A. Rich last week, with Josh Allen, I feel like he he has that Jordan effect. So, I'm whoever they put out there, I feel like it's gonna be okay. Cause we got Captain Clutch, he's gonna take care of us. It's just I just wanted to go ahead and get that game out of the way and play. 
uh, and play it Sunday so we can play Thursday. Dra- Draper, you flipped on us, bro. <laughs> 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 we, we see you. We see you, though. Yeah, we see you. We see you, Monster. Yeah, how do you how do you feel now? I I know I know you're you're very passionate about the fact that you think that we're we would beat whoever, but is this just another thing that they kind of pushed it to Tuesday? Maybe they knew that the 14 day quarantine period was over on Tuesday, so they would be more healthy to put a more productive team on the field. I mean, how do you feel about that whole situation that broke this morning? All right, let me try to flex my noodle here on you fellas from stuff I got off WGR 55 with uh, with Sal Capaccio. The 14-day period only applies to players that show symptoms. If you test false positive and you don't have the symptoms, as long as you test no within 48 hours twice, you'll be allowed to play. Now, my problem with this whole thing is, is who's overseeing these tests? Because don't get it twisted. The NFL is a billion-dollar super corporation. The fact that there's no fans in the stands, they're happy with it because they can move games around when they need to because the TV contract money is what they're after. They don't give two shits about the fans in the stands. So if the NFL has to cut corners here and there to make matchups happen, because come on, let's face it, guys, you got owners in in Las Vegas and and with the Rams, brand new $5 billion stadiums with no revenue being generated. So they're going to, you know what I mean? It's going to be a lot. So as long as you keep the players safe, that's all I give a shit about. It just keep the players safe. Make sure their exactly. families are safe. You know what I'm saying? And just keep it in that scale. As far as everything else goes, you know what I mean? It, it is what it's going to be. We can't control any of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cole, how about you, man? Do you think that that this was some sort of flexing on purpose? Well, I mean, uh, because they they could have said Monday, right? They could they we've yeah. had we've had multiple you know monday night football games before but now yeah, I mean, this is this is a this is a move into saying okay look we got to move it right so we might as well try to benefit from it we've already got two games that are going to go on monday night so there's no way we're fitting a third one right fortunately we can just move this thursday game right because we can just go to amazon prime and be like you, you guys can still stream it bro it's just not going to be on thursday now right yeah. um, but to, for me uh, they get the extra days to get guys healthy, which kind of sucks, right? We don't really know who we're truly going to play against until Tuesday. But right. on the flip side, they're getting about two to three days of practice, right? So I'm really hoping that the rust is just going to be enough because I'm nervous about this team. So I'm, I'm hoping that the rust is enough. Yeah. Hey, Rich, how about you, man? The NFL is using the Buffalo Bills to generate revenue. We have... Uh, record numbers last year, Saturday Saturday night against Pittsburgh, Thanksgiving against Dallas. Number of record, record games against Pittsburgh as far as people watching. Now this year we come out, Josh Allen is electric. We're 4-0. Who can we put on television on a Tuesday night for the first time? Hmm. The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> and you know what? You know yeah. what else we're going to do? We're going to give them a primetime game Sunday as well. They're going to give us a primetime game. I really feel that. Yeah. Well, this also gives the NFL the ability to be like, look how hard we're trying to make sure everybody's safe, right? We're moving things around. We're trying to limit exposure. We're trying to follow these proper guidelines. We're trying to do all these things, right? So they're, Which I hope they are, right? Because ultimately, I'm still okay if the Bills just be like, you know what? We're not going there. I would stand by the team if they were like, no, screw that. I don't. I don't want to go there, right? Like they should have made them come to at least us, right? Get clean, and then you can come play in a clean building. See, That's what my- I'm saying. Like, who is the NFL? The one that oversees the tests? 
Because do you remember when they were doing brain injuries? The NFL did their own tests and they were <laughs> right. like, well, it's not that bad. And then yeah. they hired an outside source that came to them and said, this is terrible. And the NFL says, well, we'll just kind of pay you if you shut up and don't tell anybody. Yeah, my thing too is what other – there's never any Tuesday night games, right? So how is this not a win-win for the NFL? Right. Because now they take over CBS or whatever. I believe it's on CBS. Now they take over CBS, which they probably were running some bullshit reruns. And now they have a primetime game knowing, like A. Rich said, knowing that the bills are a draw. Josh Allen is polarizing. Both ends of the spectrum. People want to watch him in Buffalo, yes. But there's other people in the country that haven't seen him yet that want to see what he's all about. Plus, they're 4-0, arguably one of the best teams in the NFL. So it's it's a win-win for the NFL. And it's it's kind of it's kind of sickening to, to sit here and think that you could have just moved the game somewhere else because now you have the Tennessee Titans with three days you know rest or, or practice in the facility. So now we're going to have to deal with the bullshit excuses of, well, we only had three days to prepare for the Bills when they've been off for two weeks. So I, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's a win-win for the NFL. I think it's kind of a, a lose-lose for the Bills simply because, yes, we will get a primetime game because I do think we'll be flexed into Sunday night. We do get a primetime game on Tuesday. But the whole scheduling thing, does anybody want to travel to Nashville right now and go in that stadium knowing that that team was just riddled with the C word? You know what I'm saying? Like, what happens if there's a positive test Tuesday morning? That screws the whole thing up again, right? So – why At not that be point, pro- it better be a forfeit, right? If that's yeah, the case, why it not, better be a forfeit. Why not be proactive and just move it somewhere else and let us play Kansas City on Thursday? Well, the like, NFL said that if it was a forfeit, the players wouldn't get paid. Exactly. So which I, is I'm a, not down with that. Let which is and that's going to be 17 paychecks a year. I don't want a forfeit win paid. anyway. Yeah, but I, I, I don't. I don't think uh, two things. I don't think that the NFL Players Association would ever side with a forfeit, only because their players aren't getting paid, and that's what those reps are for—to fight to the death for those guys. Right. And you think Sean McDermott and Josh Allen and those guys want a forfeit win on their resume? I really no, don't think so. Well, I, get, I, I, I mean, get that, and I agree with that. But I mean, what do we do then? We just move the game around, and we try to fit it in later, and we continue to go through this process where. We keep running into hurdles all the time, right? Yeah, like exactly. I, I, I mean, I would rather, yeah, it sucks we get a win for no reason. but And I also feel like part of that whole agreement is that the team can still choose to play the players. They can go outside of that and say, look, if this counts as a W, that's a played game in our opinion. We're going to pay you. Right. That, the NFL is their employer. They can do what they or the, the bills are still their employer, right? So they can be like, "Look, no, we're still going to pay you. Right. You guys traveled there. That's you were still going to put your health at risk for us. We're going to pay you." All right, I'm gonna put up some comments here. Daniel Gary is the Titans have been preparing for the Bills for two weeks. You got to think as soon as they postponed that Steelers game, Absolutely. that they started prepping for the Bills. Now. They shut down facilities, but we all know they're practicing. We've seen it, right? We've seen that they're not following protocols anywhere. Um, and you got to think these guys are professional athletes. There's somehow some way we're getting in um, film and scrimmage work and, and stuff like that. So that's a great point, Daniel. All right. So now that we got all that out of the way, unless anybody else has anything to touch on with that, with the rescheduling Tuesday night, crap. Let's no, talk. It's, about- it's it's one more night of ad revenue for five hours 
that the NFL didn't exactly. have at the start of the season. And it's yeah. one of the hottest teams in Buffalo. So, yeah, the NFL is all about it. No, we're not putting them on Monday. We're going to put them on a day all by themselves and gain that extra revenue for that whole day just for Buffalo. You're exactly. welcome, NFL. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. All right, let's move on to – um, we wanted to point out, spend some time and point out key <laughs> injuries. So I'm just going to do this. And we kind of touched on this while we were talking off camera. Um, is this something that should be concerning? Um, because we see Tredavious White on there. He didn't practice all week with, with, with the, the back injury. We saw, you know, the normal suspects have been on there. Zach Moss, um, you know, Brian Winters is now on there. Matt Milano, as we know, is week to week. Um, I've seen some things saying that he could be out four to six weeks if it's a, if it's a pectoral tear. Um, that's the typical downtime for that. Delshawn Phillips, Andre Roberts. Um, he was on here last week too. Um, John Brown is concerning. My thing is the offensive line because we have, for some reason, been doing this offensive line switch-up dance forever, right? Now we had the injury to Feliciano, so that was key to, to move him guys around. Now Feliciano looks like he's back practicing. So is anybody concerned? Cause Cody Ford's on the injury report. And so is, <clears throat> excuse me. So is Brian Winters. Is anybody concerned with the bills offensive line going into a weird part of the schedule where we're going to have a four day turnaround And a rich, I'll talk to you first because we kind of were talking about this offline. Give me your thoughts, man. And then we can dive into all the other injuries after offensive line. What do you think? So as far as injuries and being a fan of your team, of course, is very concerning. You know, when when you know key guys or key components on your team is hurt and you know we need to be healthy as possible to be successful, it, it can be concerning. But as a realist, when you look around the rest of the NFL, they're going through just as much injuries as we are, man, on the offensive line and, and in other positions as well. We are not the only team uh, in the NFL that's going through uh, injuries and, and problems with guys staying healthy. So because it's an even playing field for everybody, uh, our GM just have to do a great job in getting the best 53 guys so we can have that next man up approach. I agree. I agree. Cole, how about you, man? Yeah, I mean, I, I like we kind of talked about a little bit before. I feel like this is a little smokescreen kind of stuff, right? Like, if you actually go, like, this feels like the Patriots of the past, right, where they just be like, yeah, they're all hurt. Well, nobody's hurt. Then they're like, well, you guys, nobody on your team's hurt. And then they were like, well, yeah, this guy's got a thumb injury. He's got a finger injury. Like, so we're going to put that on there. We're going to put this on there, right? I mean, if you go and look at the Bills' actual website, they haven't updated the injury report since week one. That, I mean, that shows you how much they they don't care to share this information, right? So I feel like it's a little smokescreen. Offensive line, Feliciano's back there practicing. We'll get him back next week. Thank God we had that depth of Spain and stuff like that. So I, I feel like we're okay for the line this week. Yeah. Monster, are you concerned with our offensive line, knowing that defenses around the league are down as a whole? No, I don't pay too much attention to the offensive line, Dave. It bores me to death. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, the depth we got, you're absolutely right. The way that McDermott and Dean have shaped this roster in order to, you know, next man up, keep everybody fresh, I don't have a concern at all. I mean, 
Aaron Donald, what he did last week, it's Aaron Donald. Like the guy knife fight trains. Like nobody's <laughs> stopping him. So the fact that he got through and caused chaos, he's going to do that to you know, 31 other teams in the NFL. So it's, you know what I'm saying? The offense is running. As long as they keep it on tempo, keep it on pace, Josh can get the ball out. Our offensive line has been good enough to stand up to most pass rushes in order for our offense to run effectively. So I'm not too concerned with the offensive line, to be honest. But I, I do want to say one thing. We did make a mistake. Shout out to a personal friend of mine and the PFF's number one rated guard after four weeks, former Buffalo Bill, Mr. Wyatt Teller. Yes. It's off to Mr. Yeah, Wyatt Teller. Yeah, shout out Wyatt yo, Teller. Yo, no joke. I saw something on Bleacher Report. Um, and take Bleacher Report for what you want. I, I find some of their stuff pretty good. But he's number 10 on their MVP voting. He's got the highest grade of any offensive lineman in the NFL right now. That dude, that's that's crazy. Wyatt Teller on the MVP report? Yeah. No, it's how crazy how good he is because he was, you know, he he was on the team line. He was on the Browns last year, and he was kind of a rotational guy, kind of a depth player. But this year he's – I mean, look at that rushing attack that they have. I mean, the two backs that they have are absolutely insane. So – I mean, kudos to him, man. I, I know Monster, you know him personally, and that's just I, 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 a huge I shout out. Who was that? Who was that garbage guy we kept last year that we couldn't stand? What was his name? The Which, offensive lineman. Uh, Vlad Dukas. That's it, Vlad Dukak. Vlad Dukas. Vlad Dukak. You couldn't block anybody. Like I wanted Vlad to go to knock on his door and say, "Vlad the Grand." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I couldn't stand him. So we, we kept Vlad Dukak and we let Bill Core go. It made me angry, but like I said, hats off to Wyatt Teller. I love you, buddy. You're doing a great job. Sometimes a change of scenery is all you need. All right, Draper, how do you feel about Teller our offensive line, terrible. man? Draper, how do you feel about uh, our offensive line, man? Offensive line. Uh, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we can hear you. Yep. You're good. All right. Yeah, as far as the offensive line, uh, and uh, and Bean, I trust. I, I feel like he's built this team deep enough to where we get injuries here or there. If it's no more than maybe two or three weeks, then we probably can we can withstand we can withstand it and still be able to win ball games. So we was we was COVID ready before C-word. COVID hit because he C-word. made sure they were deep enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, C word. My bad. Rona, Rona, ready. My bad. Rona, ready. What we call down in the south, Rona. My bad, my bad, my bad. Hey, hey, it's the first show. It's okay. It happens. It happens. Yeah. All right. So if you guys are watching us on, if you guys are watching us on Facebook, smash the shit out of the like button. Um, there's 62 of you guys in here. Yes, there's 62 guys in here between YouTube and Facebook. Smash the shit out of the like button. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, please subscribe, hit the bell, so that way you are notified when we go live with all of our shows, so that way we get more engagement in the comment section. Get 100 everybody. people in here. I'll take my shirt off. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we touched on we touched on the offensive line, um, and now let's talk about Tredavious White. We kind of touched on it on our show last night. On we didn't talk about the injury, but we talked about the performance of Tredavious White um, after getting that lucrative contract that he signed uh, a few weeks back, about a month or so ago. Um, should we be concerned with the play of Tredavious White? I'm not even going to worry about the the back injury that he's. I just think he doesn't want to practice because I didn't think he really thought there was going to be a game this week. But that's just my opinion. Um, should we be concerned 
and I'll go to Colt first. Should we be concerned with Tredavious White? I mean, until this offense proves that they can be stopped, I'm not overly concerned, right? But I'm, I'm hoping that this means that this is why he hasn't been playing that great, right? Is he's been he's been a little nagging at something already. Uh, but obviously, there's concern if you lose the guy that's supposed to be your number one corner, right? But for for me, moving into this week, as long as our offense is okay and he's even at eighty percent, the way that the defense is starting to kind of jive a little bit, I'm okay with it. I mean, you hate to lose this guy, and I would almost rather if he is down, we just set him down instead of trying to force him through it right now, right? While we're pretty early. Yeah, monster. What do you think? Dude, How do you feel about Tredavious White? Time out for saying the c word. What's that? So did you put Tredavious <laughs> time out for saying the c word? I did not. I did not. I promise. I did not. He's not. He's not in the corner. All I right. Promise. As you guys know, I'm a very logical guy. I look at the simple side of things in most, you know, in most cases, because yeah, that's what I do. So I don't think it's the money. You know, I, I don't think he pulled a Marcel Darius, got paid, and just didn't give a shit. That's not Trey, okay? Before Trey got paid, if you looked at that guy dancing and smiling, that's a truly happy guy. Money don't change that guy. That guy's spirit is where it needs to be. He doesn't give a shit about money. But as the COVID spike started to rise, Tredavious White's play started to fall. He barely made it, you know what I'm saying? All the talk about him not playing before this and opting out. He decided to come. He made the video talking about his family and his kids. If you don't think it's on his mind and it's affecting his play, you're absolutely wrong. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. The COVID is on his mind. The back, yes, it may be a thing. But you know what? He's been dinged up before, and he showed up, and he's played top shelf. The plays that I've seen him get beat on, it just seems like his mind's just not there. And I I guarantee you it's back with his family and his child because of what's going on. Yeah, good point. Really good point, Monster. All right, A-Rich, what about you, man? You know what? I, I wasn't thinking that until Monster swayed me. So I, I, I like that assessment. And it, and it's entirely possible. Um, th- these teams are making a bunch of money. Why can't they make these athletes feel better? Why can't they send us a Zoom with, with, with a, a cleaning company and that's cleaning the stadium to make these players feel better? Why can't they do something like that to, to reassure the players that, hey, you're coming into a situation. Let me put your mind at ease and send you guys a Zoom of this cleaning company pressure washing and bleaching the shit out of this entire stadium. You know, let's do something to make these players feel better about the situation when they're walking into it. Do we lose Dave? Did they or did, did Dave did Dave lose himself? No, he's there, you there you go. Hey Dave. <laughs> I'm here. All right, what were you saying, but, A. Rich? He's finishing up. But yeah, I was all, all I was saying is, um, why why can't we do something to make these players feel better about themselves? Let's send them a Zoom, uh, a, a Zoom video of of a of a cleaning company cleaning the shit out of the stadium, the locker rooms, bleaching, pressure washing. Uh, <laughs> these guys are concerned <laughs> with their well being, and I and I really think, even though it sounds funny, I really think it would put some minds at ease. You have 23 people over there, and you want me to come over there and play a football game? Show me something. Make me feel better, more comfortable about this situation I'm getting myself into. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to put my family at risk for my 20 some dollar an hour job. You think them making millions want to put their family at risk? Yeah, that's that's a really good point. So should we be concerned if Trey doesn't play, should we be concerned with lining up with Josh Norman and Cam Lewis across from the Titans on Tuesday. 
Colt, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's not ideal, especially because of the size of these guys that we're going to go up against. Right? right, that it's a concern for me either way. If Trey lines up out there and we had all, if we had everybody this week, I would still be concerned because I believe the size of Tennessee is very concerning. Uh, but if we do have to roll with that, I I don't know that Lewis would be the guy out there, right? I think Johnson would probably get the first try at it, um, and we would probably have to do probably just change up the package altogether, right? And and get Marlowe in there more, and really have to like maybe even rotate out there, you know, or disguise to do something. But yeah, I mean, it's if Trey's out, I'm I'm really really nervous. If he's in, I'm nervous. Yeah. What about you, Monster? Hold on a second. Hi, Dave Highland. Now shut up. <laughs> wait hold on hold up hold up wait that's not it here it is here we go he's talking about trent murphy he's on my ass about trent murphy constantly all right monster go go ahead the floor is yours hey just to be clear though trent murphy disappeared in the last game yep he he's sure did back. he's trending back yep he sure did the one thing that concerns me about tennessee and the only thing that concerns me about tennessee is derrick henry that's what concerns me. The receivers, yeah. Now, with Milano out, we've seen what happened when Fitz just exploited the seat. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If Trey's not over on that side or what have you, they put the number one over there. So now you got whoever the hell they put over there to follow the number one if Trey doesn't play. And then you got Milano that's not in that spot. They're going to exploit that seam. So that's the only thing that really concerns me about that. It's Derrick Henry and stopping the shit in the seams that just seems to burn us. We go to sleep. I don't know what happens. It frustrates me, but we've come out and we've stopped it. For everybody that says we didn't, we don't adjust in the second half. Yeah, last week showed you we do. So everybody that say we don't adjust, please shut up because it gives me a headache and I get wrinkles and I don't like wrinkles. So, I mean, that's my take on that, David. Hey, Rich, Josh Norman and uh, Cam Lewis are CB1 and CB2 this week. How do you feel? Because I'm going to lead into something that you want to talk about here in a second. Um, I'm gonna let you lead into it. So I was gonna say it. I'm gonna, let, we, you, I'm gonna let you lead into it. Are we gonna see more Saran Neal this week playing nickel, playing a lot more nickel corner this week? We should, man. In my opinion, we should. Uh, Teron Johnson, I love his, I love his physicality. I love the effort that he brings, but he has been struggling as a slot corner as well. And now that we have more injuries, uh, to our uh, top two cornerbacks, we definitely should figure out ways of, of implementing a Cyron Neal. I definitely agree with that. Would I be concerned overall? Yes, it is, it is concerning. I think that um, the Tennessee Titans, they have some big boys and they have physicality. And I think the Buffalo Bills struggle with physicality. So it would be some concern if we're able to put out a product of Cam Lewis and Josh Norman as our top two dogs. All right, so let's talk about Let's talk about Matt Milano for a second because having him out, definitely we saw last year when we played and he was not in the game. We were out. We were just out physical, I I guess is the right words for it. We could not stop the run. um, And he is the highest graded linebacker in coverage in the entire NFL. So you talk about Johnny Smith. I mean – this also affects our, our run game. And I don't know if Terrell Dotson's going to be that guy. AJ Klein is definitely suspect. Garbage. Yeah, he's I'm definitely. I'm sorry, I had a cough. Yeah. I didn't get up, Dave. I'm sorry. <laughs> AJ Klein is definitely not the AJ Klein of. Shit. 
past years with when he was with McDermott previous. So this is concerning knowing that we're going up against, like you said, a physical team in the Tennessee Titans who are going to try to run the ball now that that's a lot easier to game plan than a dynamic passing game with only three days of rest. So, Colt, I'll start with you. Should we be concerned with Matt Milano and the extent and how long of that prolonged that this injury is going to be, knowing that our depth and it's been like this since the beginning of the season. I don't know why we didn't go after any other linebackers, but our depth is kind of not as good as the rest of our roster. How do you feel about that? I I'm going to just take it back to the whole. You know, I got to trust the process. I talked about it a little bit on Tuesday. There's, there's got to be something to this. We've carried Phillips for so long on this active roster. He hasn't played a single snap, mm-hmm. right? There's there's got to be something we're not seeing about how good this guy is. We see Klein as garbage. I mean, we, we you could literally watch him come on the field, and it was almost like Derek Carr was just like, oh, hey, there's that Klein guy. We're just going to go over there. The touchdown pass, you could literally watch Klein like he was like, and it's like, Klein, your dudes, he's, he's in the end zone already, man. Like he's already passed you, so I'm a, I'm absolutely concerned about Klein, but I feel like like we talked about, they're not bringing anybody in, so there's something to this, right? In the Milano injury, if it's if it's a torn pec, he should have already been on IR, right? So if it's just a strain, and they really believe that he's going to be week to week, and they can fight through it, I I gotta trust them at this point. Up in you know they haven't done anything. Now they've missed, right? They've missed on things. Klein's one of them. They're missing, right? But they've missed Patrick on other Martin. things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've missed on other things, right? But I, I still got to trust them on this. Poyer Monster. is phenomenal, right? So as long as Poyer's behind somebody, I'm okay. Yeah. Monster, what do you think? Are, is this going to be this week? Are we going to see this impact this soon, this week, with Milano being out? You don't replace people like Matt Milano. The dude's a ball hawk. He just knows how to play football. Yeah, I don't, or I'd be doing the shit. But the thing with the Peck injuries, isn't that what Feliciano got too? That's why he was out. Doris Peck. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. JJ, like you gotta you gotta treat the Peck injuries very delicately. Because yeah. it could go from a strain that's out two to three weeks to a tear that you're out the rest of the season. So yeah, yeah. it sucks that he has that kind of injury. I mean, whoever's giving the kid his workout plan, the strength trainers, they gotta they gotta avoid that in the future. Because that's one of those reoccurring injuries once you get it. Changes workout plans. Matt Milano's a huge kid. Like, <laughs> I hate to see it. I just I, – I, you, you can't replace a guy like that, especially with somebody like A.J. Klein. Um, Saran Neal, to go back to Saran Neal for a second, I don't know about him. Six foot, 205, there's got to be something the Bills coaching staff sees that don't get him on the field more. There's got to be something that we don't see that they do because I don't understand why he doesn't play more. Yeah, I mean, he last year I was really – I was on board with him. I liked him in the in the nickel when Tehran went out. I thought that he'd be the eventual successor to either Hyde and Poyer once their time is up. He he contributes on special teams, and I thought, you know, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I this goes back to a theory that was brought up on our show last night: the fact that some Bills fans think that the Bills are not showing their entire hand on defense. Because what's That's the working? dumbest thing I ever heard. Well, yeah, I mean, because yeah, you got to hey, hey, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not one that thinks that. I'm one that thinks that the way that these offenses have been constructed 
are so much ahead of the defenses. Yes, sure, you can blame all the shortened, you know, training camp and no preseason, no OTAs, things like that. But I just think the offenses are built. Look at what the Bills have transformed into from 19 points a game to 30-plus in one year. And you got to think, like I, I said last night, Josh Allen is 71% completion percent, and he's eighth in the league. So there's seven other guys that are slinging the rock better than him. And you got to think that these defenses are they're just getting worn down with what's going on with these play. Look at all the offensive-minded head coaches that have been hired over the last two seasons. It wasn't it wasn't on accident. It was because these guys want to revolutionize and change this game, and they're doing that. And I just think as we saw a little sign of some life in the second half last week, we got the turnovers, we were getting some pressure, uh, we, were, we were forcing the Raiders to punt. Um, and I think as the season progresses, I think we're going to get more and more on board with that. Is that, is that something you guys can get on board with as opposed to, well, we're just not showing all of our hand? Monster. Monster. Take it away, brother. If you're one of those people who think that the defense lets up because of whatever reason, you're a moron. They're playing against <laughs> elite athletes, receivers, running backs. The rules are against the defense. Pass interference, clutching, grabbing. You think the defense slacks up? These are million-dollar athletes with cojones this big. It's a pride thing. You think Trey White's going to go, oh, I'm going to let this guy beat me because of this and this. I don't want to try too hard. You're out of your mind. The defensive players, look at James Harrison. That's a defensive player, just a straight killer. You think he takes a playoff because of this and that? Oh, they're not going to show their cards. On offense, I get it. You save certain plays for certain situations. But defense, you let the dogs run because you know what? The more the defense whoops ass, the more the defense builds confidence that it can whoop ass. So the people that think the defense lay off, you're a bunch of morons. And I apologize if I offend you, but that's my opinion, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> Akeem. And I want to say I want to uh, I'm going to take it back a couple steps right quick, right? And I want to get some comments too to what the people think. Um, Matt Milano, I'm concerned with paying Matt Milano. I think he's injury prone. I think he had he had something going on earlier in the season, right? He had this peck, right? He had hamstring problems. He broke his leg. Matt Milano is building up a nice resume of injuries, and now is he's coming into a an off season where he's going to be a free agent. I'm concerned with yeah. paying Matt Milano. Um, am I bugging? I know how important he is to the defense. I understand that. But going forward, I'm just I, – I don't know. I'm perfect. not sure. The perfect example of that, Akeem, is Sammy Watkins. Great player, top offensive player, just injury prone. We can't pay you if you can't play. And that's the thing that worries me about Matt Milano. This is the same regime that didn't pay Sammy. Like, are they going to see the same thing in Matt Milano and go that direction? Like, hey, listen, you're a great player, but you're not great if you're never on the field. We can't commit that much money to you financially. Colt, what about you, man? Are you concerned with because A Rich brings up a great, a great point. Like it and Monster brings up another great point. Like we saw what Sammy Watkins was shown the door because I think it was that and there was he wasn't part of what their plan was for the future because he wasn't a draft pick. So I think there was a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, but you don't it. think he came out and put up 110 catches and twelve hundred yards, they would have made him part of it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. And, and to Welcome, brother. 
Yeah, and to Avery's point about the fact that his resume is building with these injuries, Colt, are you concerned, number one, not having him in the lineup is an immediate impact this week, and number two, he's going to be an impending free agent, and we're going to have to make a, a, a business decision, unlike Zach Moss, but we're going to have to make a business decision on him. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's still – he like the, to the Sammy Watkins point, right? Like, so he's he's doing okay, but he's still hurt. Right. So he, he never broke out of the injury prone status. Right. He's he's still trying to get through week to week, day to day, every time now in Kansas City. Right. So I'm I'm all for paying Milano. But yeah, I mean, the, this number that he's projected out of like that 17 million a year. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be way suspect. So I feel like that's why trusting in the process that there's something going on with this Phillips kid. There's something going on with Dotson. Right. That I think Milano might be the piece of the puzzle that they're going to let go. And we, that's our target moving into next year, right? Is let's get a new linebacker now, right? Because they've been successful at drafting linebackers. So these guys should continue to draft linebackers. You know, the saddest part about all this is fellas. You know what the saddest part for me, Matt Milano gets injured. That's fine. We miss him. He goes out. AJ Klein comes in. He's garbage. We miss Matt Milano. That's fine. You know who we missed that used to stand in that spot? Lorenzo Alexander. Yep. I, I, I've been on the Zoe train for – not a coverage guy, though. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing with Zoe. I I feel like he might – there's, there's got to be a reason why they haven't signed him. He might – he's, he's come out and said that he wants to play. McDermott said we're not to that point yet. There's got to be something else to it. Maybe Zoe doesn't actually want to play because, you know, he's part of the, he's part of the – yeah, he's part of the NFLPA now. He's 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 a big figurehead up there. So there's got to be something to it because if it was that simple, I think it would have already happened. The relationship that he had with McDermott and the relationship yeah. he has with the city of Buffalo and the fans um, in that locker room being a leader, I think there's got to be something else to it. Yeah, he wasn't um, he wasn't injury prone. He was physically fit. He was in great condition. Yeah. The passion left. Once yeah. the passion leaves, it's not going to come back. Yeah, like, I mean, and, and I don't, him, you know what I mean. It's just once you walk away, you walk away. And, you know and I, mean? I don't come back and play, but and, if you don't have the passion, you just don't have the passion. And I think and that's t- the point that we're at. The the part that so what the biggest thing we miss without without having Milano is the coverage aspect, and that's something that we won't get from Zoe. Zoe is not. Let's just call a spade a spade. He's suspect in pass coverage now does he do the special teams and he can be an edge an edge rush guy if we need him to be and do all this other stuff he's he's always around the ball yeah sure but he's a liability in coverage i mean akeem's akeem said that a few times i know talking about this subject in the past so i mean since we're talking still is a little bit i mean milano's achilles heel still is the wheel route every team still challenges him with the wheel route for a reason because that that's the play that he can be beat Right. It's and he's our best coverage guy and he can still be beat as a linebacker. So of course it's gonna be nerve wracking when that guy's not around. Yeah. All right. So comment section is blowing up. You guys are 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 killing it. I absolutely love it. We got sixty-four people in here between YouTube and Facebook. Super chats get priority if you guys want your comment absolutely read and for us to digest your thought, we will. Um, and it's greatly appreciated. So all right, so let's Let's talk about cornerbacks again because we have been kind of toying around. I'll use a, a term from Akeem. We've been toying around with the cornerback position for a while. 
Um, our CB2, we brought in Josh Norman. Um, we have Levi Wallace, who's now on IR and can't hold that against him, right? He made a little bit of a stride last game he played. He got an interception. But why are we not going after some potential free agents that are out there on the market trying to figure out what we can do? Unless Brandon Bean just wants to kind of cope with what's going on and get us to the trade deadline and maybe he makes a move from a team that is out of the playoffs or something like that. Akeem, what's your what's your take? Because I know you're heavy on Prince. What's your take? You know, I, what I'm thinking to this point is a combination of two things. I'm thinking there's a combination of him strongly uh, believing in player development and wanting to see what players have and wanting to see players progress from week to week. And I also think it has a lot of salary cap implications involved with it as well. He don't want to pay guys. He don't want to pay that money. He understands we have guys we're going to have to pay in the future, and there's going to be other guys, core guys that he's going to want on the team in the future. He's not going to want to sacrifice that money. So I think it's a combination of those two things. Monster, what do you think, man? I absolutely agree. He's got a big price tag. Can he play? Yeah, but you're a stopgap. We're just waiting for guys to get healthy. We got Josh we got to pay coming up. We got other guys we got to pay coming up. Plus, Pitts knows our system. He's familiar. True. It's not going to take Good him point. long in an emergency situation to step in. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. I think based on the familiarity with the systems, already have been here, and with the price tag that Prince comes with, knowing he's just a stopgap, yeah. Sorry, buddy. You're not coming. Yep. Colt, what about you, man? What do you think? Yeah, I'm 100% on board with Monster on that. You know how I am. I, I immediately go to the salary cap with everything first and foremost. I Money is my most important prize in this. If I'm going to run a business, then I need to know how much money I have, right? And I, I agree. Plus, I think there's a lot of concern with who you're bringing in, where you're bringing them in from, just with all the – you got to get them through protocols and – there's a lot of sketchy business out there, right? So you see Bean lean on this a lot where he goes to guys that know what we like to do. They, I mean, how many times are we going to release Cam and sign him back? And the same with, you know, Smith. We release him and then we bring him back. There's a reason, right? He knows he's got clean guys that he can trust to bring back in the building. And that's how Bean rolls. And he likes cheap, right? He's He's got to get through the season with extra money next year. Absolutely has to. Or we can't be successful moving forward. Yeah, and they, I, I think, too, you got to get, like, it started in the offseason for me when they signed Addison. Everybody was like, <clears throat> we gave him a lot of money, but he, McDermott is familiar with him. He's familiar with McDermott's system. And then we signed Vernon Butler. Vernon Butler is also very familiar with McDermott's system. Now Klein was in there too. I get that. <clears throat> but they're well, bringing in guys. gave Addison Trent Murphy's contract, right? Yeah. Same kind of deal. So – they're bringing in guys that are familiar with it. You don't have to take too long to get up to speed. Dean Marlowe, you know, things like that. So like with Pitts, he's familiar with this, with this, you know, he's familiar with the scheme. So let me hit the comment section real quick because it is going bananas. Nice. All right. Kay Huffy says the receivers, they have excellent core. It is. All right. So let's talk about that for a minute. Um, because I know Akeem wanted to talk about John Brown and I, Put something out on Twitter a few days ago, and I got just kind of lambasted. Where did Brown Slipper go? I, I don't know. He, he only finds it on game days now. That's technical it. issues. Yeah. Um, so, so, so John Brown's been kind of pampering this, <laughs> this babysitting this issue that he's got, and I'm I'm under the impression that we should just put him, sit him out, inactivate him, because we have Gabe Davis. Um, 
Does anybody else feel like this would be a perfect time for us to just kind of rest John Brown with the depth that we have? We still have Isaiah McKenzie. We still have Andre Roberts. And they tried to include Andre Roberts, you saw, this past Sunday. Um, so, A. Rich, how do you feel about John Brown? You think that's something that we need to be concerned with because he's he's a speed guy, and if his he's got this calf injury that just seems like it just won't go away, is this something we need to kind of see – what we can do with Gabe Davis. Should we just kind of rest him? Should we have him work through it? What do you think? See, the best thing about these type of situations is the Buffalo Bills medical staff is amongst the best in football. So if I trust anybody to make a, a proper evaluation on what a player should do health-wise is our medical staff. Um, it's a very intriguing situation because we want John Brown to be healthy. We want him to, to be healthy so he can be explosive. At the same time, people will tell you and people will argue that this is probably the hardest part of our schedule. So right. what do we – so that's – I think that's the, the, the real thing about the John Brown situation. It's if he's really – uh, unable to go, then definitely put him on the IR. But if they think it's a a week to week thing, or if he'd be better with one week's rest, then he probably uh he probably stay on the active roster. I gotta put this up, my guy Cody Finney with the super chat. Draft, develop, and resign is Bean's motto. Uh, Monster, how do you feel about John Brown? Are you concerned knowing that we have, I think, just a beast that is waiting to be unleashed in Gabe Davis? How do you feel? Yeah. The depth we have, I'm absolutely comfortable with it. Let's smoke rest. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let him get healthy. Let him nurse what he's got to nurse. We know how to call plays for other guys. We have other weapons. We have other options. You know what I'm saying? Don't let the dude play hurt. We simply don't – I don't want to say we don't need him, but we can replace him for the time being and still run an effective offense. Let John Brown – he's fast. Like, I, I've met these guys. I interviewed Robert Foster. I've met John Brown. These guys are skinny. Like they're tiny. Like these receivers are, are like Snoop Dogg skinny. Like so, when I got muscle injuries or soft tissue injuries, just sit down and rest the shit because you don't got a lot to protect you. So get healthy, get fast, and bring the smoke back. So if we got to sit John Brown until he gets healthy and he's one hundred percent, I'm okay with that. Like you said, Gabe Davis. Like if you watched him in training camp, you saw it. Like yeah. the guy's got hands. Like he's got yeah. hands. He can make plays. The dude is a baller. So if he's got to take on a bigger role and let John Brown rest, I'm perfectly okay with that because Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley will take care of the rest. Tight end, that's a different story. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. And here's the luxury of having a guy like Duke Williams on the practice squad now. Now we can bring up a Duke Williams from the practice squad for a couple games and, and benefit. Duke, Duke, it is. Cole, how you feel, man? I'm I'm not on board with sitting John Brown down. Uh, I I like Gabe Davis and everything, but I think we lose what we we're gonna lose what we're getting from Gabe Davis right now if John Brown sits down. Also, I don't believe that this is something that's really a big issue because he they they do this. He's a veteran player. He knows his body better than anybody else. He's like, come on, coach, just set me down, right? We need you, John, for five plays this game, right? You're gonna make five plays for us this game. The rest of it, we just need you running around, right? Davis can do it. I don't doubt that he's going to be the guy in the future. If Cole Beasley wasn't also nicked up, I would be okay with setting Brown down. But I think Gabe Davis is really good right now because of who he gets matched up against a lot of the time because of Brown being out there and because of Diggs. And I'd be a little concerned about losing our efficiency 
with putting Isaiah McKenzie in there and other things like that. Good point. Solid points. Solid point. points all around. So I saw a comment here. I know this is a sensitive subject for Ada Rich. <laughs> Bills Bring need it up. Bills need to get a better QB too. And hey, I was on the Marcus Mariota bandwagon, and I know A. Rich was too, because he's very similar to what Josh does. I'm not saying he'll ever take Josh's job. That's hey, not, hey, that's hey, not... hey. He was similar to Josh. Yeah, he <laughs> he's was. Not, he's not, he's not similar, similar to this Josh. He's not, he's not so similar anymore. I'm, I'm going to throw a name out there, and I want you guys to kind of feed off of it. And Monster, I'll let you go first. The New York Jets are a dumpster fire. I believe they're going to get the number one overall pick. How do you feel about taking a flyer at the end of the year on Sam Darnold and having him be a developmental guy for a year? Because I don't think Jake Fromm is going to be the guy. And I don't think that Barkley is going to be here next year. How do you feel about having Sam Darnold knowing that being value, being in, in McDermott value these relationships that these guys have. Look at the relationship between Barkley and Josh. Now you add Darnold, who's arguably best friends with Josh. What do you think about all that? No. The Jets are a shit organization. Sam Darnold's a good quarterback. He's not being groomed. He doesn't have weapons. His coaching staff sucks. So for him to come in here and be Josh's backup, I think it's an insult to the kid's talent. Like, he just needs to get the hell out of New York and get away from Adam fucking Gase. Like, that's your <laughs> that's the guy that leads you in the battle. That guy. Like, yeah. that's your warrior. Like, that's your coach. Like, he's not being developed. I mean, if we had a chance to get him, if something happened, yeah, absolutely, as a backup, that'd be fantastic. But I think if he can get himself out of New York and he can get proper, you know what I mean, proper seasoning, so to speak, Sam Darnold would be a fine quarterback. Yeah. I'm looking around the free agents. I'm looking around whatever. And for you people that are like, oh, the backup quarterback is the most important position in football. Oh, yeah? Name 10. <laughs> Name 10. You can't. <laughs> but I'd be interested, just aside from the media circus and the attention, why not give Kaepernick a call? Let's get Cap in here and let him throw a couple. See what he's got left in the tank. I mean, if we're talking about some someone who – because, you know, Josh gets the cam comparisons, right? Which I can't stand. He never dresses or looks like him. I'm fine with it. That's an <laughs> but, embarrassment. You're a grown ass man. You make millions of dollars and you but, dress like you shop at Goodwill. It, it, I, I don't get it. Like, there's no fashion sense. Did you see the one with him with the scarf on and the mask on? Oh my God, it was hilarious. Like, who does that? Would you wear that DM3? Yeah. Hey, Rick, would you wear that shit? That guy would wear that. Yeah, yeah. His, his, his fashion is different. It's very different. But very. Very different. To to Monster's point about Kaepernick, what other quarterback can you think of that is almost like Josh? I mean, arm strength, mobility, um, wherewithal in the pocket, escapability. We haven't seen him in a couple years, right? For whatever reasons, I don't want to get the into the politics. It's perfect, isn't it? I, I think that Nick it would be. And Ron would fit in. Yeah, and, it, and if you need somebody in a pinch for a three-game stretch or whatever, I think that would be ideal. All right, let's get back to Sam Darnold. A. Rich, what, how do you feel about that? Because we brought it up in our group chat not too long ago. And, and you know, 
and I said it, you know, just 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 talking out there because I think that the Jets are a dumpster fire and they're going to do things. I agree with Monster. I think the kid has talent. You know, first of all, he's not going to. I'm not cutting Sam Donald outright to begin with. If even if I want to go ahead and get a Trevor Lawrence, I'm using Sam Donald as big bait. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get draft picks. I'm trying to get multiple picks for Sam Donald if we was to do that. Um, if we're going to go backup quarterback, I'm trying to be as realistic as possible in terms of backup quarterback position. We talked about Sam Donald, right? Uh, we talk about uh, a Kaepernick, but we know the, the, the type of heat that comes with a Kaepernick. What about a guy for next season that, that, should be established by now as a backup and should be want, want to be a backup if he wants to continue his career. Tyrod Taylor. Justin Herbert just took his job again. This is the third time this is going on. It, it has to be uh, kind of in your head if you're Tyrod Taylor and you have to understand now that, yo, it's official. I'm a backup quarterback. So why not come on, go and come, on, come on to Buffalo, a reasonable contract, and be a backup quarterback for Josh Allen. Why not Tyrod Taylor once again? You don't think there'd be too much there'd be too much uh, backlash by bringing him back about you know he's got a he's got a huge fan club. You know he's got his followers that think that you know back when the whole thing with the Peterman experiment and all that stuff and then we we ultimately drafted Josh. But maybe Seeing how Josh is playing, if this continues, maybe exactly. he understands I'm not that guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I think he's a serviceable backup. I absolutely right. think that he's a serviceable backup. Um, I saw a comment about Josh Rosen. It's kind of I kind of chuckled. But here's here's this this is the comment that I wanted to bring up right here. And then Colt, I'll get your take and you can kind of go off this one too. Dable ends up as a Jets head head coach. He can do things with Darnold. What do you what do you think, Colt? What do you think? What's your instant reaction to that? Uh, no, I mean they're they're not the Buffalo Bills, right? So they don't have all the necessary pieces around them. So it's more than just a coach, right? Right. A, they can bring a great coach in like Dable, and they could be on the road to success. But no, not immediately. And, and I mean, as far as the quarterback situation, I'm probably the opposite on this because when I, I like, I'm all about the numbers and I believe that the quarterbacks we have on the roster are going to be the quarterbacks next year. Uh, Barkley's only 30 years old. I know he's not great, but this is, he's, he understands the system. He's great friends with Josh, right? If you lose Dabble this year to a head coaching gig next year, who's the next best person that's been in the room? is Barkley. He's making $2 million a year. You've got to pay a bunch of guys coming up. I, I'm not going to be surprised that Barkley's the backup again next year. And from they basically just don't have to worry about drafting another quarterback next year because he's going to be going into his rookie season. I don't think you're going to see Bean just turn around and give up on him. So I think we're going to see the same quarterback trio. He'll bring in somebody. If Darnold wants to come in for like $2 million, absolutely. But I don't think you're going to find many guys that are going to come in at that price tag that he's going to try to make that big of a move. So great. We're not going to find Josh Allen again. Right. So, right. So Timothy Lewis says I'd bring in Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is never going to leave new Orleans and he's big money. He's, he's going to be, yeah, yeah, he's going to be their, their franchise quarterback once, once Drew Brees, because he would have left something to go somewhere else. Unless you you look at Drew Brees this year, boys, this ain't the Drew Brees of years past. You can see it. 
It's the end. I, and look at look at Tom Brady. I mean, we don't even want to talk about the fourth down thing. But I'll touch on that at the end of the show. I knew you would, but I don't think. I mean, he's still playing good. No, let's be, let's be real. He's still playing to where they can win games. Well, fortunately but he, for him, that division is shitty, right? So yeah. he's probably still going to get in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I mean, you got you got some other teams in that division with the, the Falcons and the Saints and the Panthers who, you know, you'll probably come out on top. But, all right, let me hit the comment section. Um, if you guys are watching this on Facebook, please smash the shit out of the like button. Share this. All right, so Dave, you don't check get... your text messages. I was trying to be cordial and tell you to cut my camera off. I got a piss. But you don't check it, so I'm going to take a piss. All right, just go. <laughs> just, just go, man. It's all good. You don't check your messages. <laughs> I, I'm kind of busy, monster. <laughs> um, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, smash that like button so we can get more interaction. And definitely, definitely subscribe. Hit the bell. That way we can get more and more fans in the chat because the chat has been blowing up all show. And I do appreciate each and every one of you guys. We got... We're still rocking with 60 folks in here between YouTube and Facebook. So, all right. I was going to do hot takes, but we'll wait for Monster to get back. So, let's do key players. Um, me and A-Rich kind of touched on this last night, but I'm going to kind of switch it up. Key players for the game, either team, someone that nobody's talking about that you think is going to have an impact on this game. Colt, I'll let you go first, man. Ooh, that nobody's talking about, huh? Yeah. I don't know that it's nobody that's talking about. I actually uh, think that this this offensive line for Tennessee is fairly suspect. Right? I, I know that Derrick Henry had this great game uh, the last time they came out and played, but I, I'm I'm going back to the offensive line. I think that they're they're not the same offensive line we faced the past couple of years when we played them. I would have thought that this would be one of the best lines that we're playing against. So I'm looking at our interior line to see if this rotational thing that we did last week where we threw a little more meat on the outside is going to be effective again this week because – I know they want to run, but they do like to try to run to the outside a little bit. They don't pound the middle as much as they do, you know, they used to. They've been trying yeah. to get Henry with some momentum. So I'm curious to see us take down the offensive line. Hey, Rich, how about you, man? Um, am I concerned? What was the question, but I was concerned. <laughs> hey, Rich, wake up. Now, key players. Who's your key player from either team that someone's not talking about that you think can have an impact on the game? Oh, like I said yesterday, uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah McKenzie, I believe he he had a, a big impact on the game last year with with the Tennessee Titans and the, and the Buffalo Bills when he had that jet sweep for a big game. And I think with the injuries that we do have, with uh, some guys hobbling with injuries, I think Isaiah McKenzie could, again, play a key role. I just saw Clemson run, run for a touchdown against Miami, so it kind of messed me all up. I'm trying to keep college football <laughs> One uh, Clemson versus not, uh, number seven Miami. So yeah, M Monster. What's who's, your, Dave? who's your key? Who who is a key player to, to keep an eye on that? Not really everybody's talking about either either team. motor. Yeah, motor. I think, think motor is the guy that nobody's talking about. That could be a key to it. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Whoever they put on the field, Tennessee's got a good defense. We have to have some kind of run game. Moss is uncertain. And I, I, I just – I think at this point, with the way he performed in training camp or in, in what have you, the reason why Motor hasn't got the level of work that he should is because they're still worried about his fumbles. They're still yeah. worried about Motor's yeah. hands. Could be. Like, 
you know what I mean? They'll feed them 10, they'll hold their breath. We feed them 15 carries, we're good, we hold our breath. Another couple. I just think the confidence isn't there to just let him be the workhorse that we need him to be. So I think, but but in his, you know, I'll respect to Devin, he hasn't coughed it up, knock on wood. So I think as he continues to get the confidence in Brian Dable and what have you, we'll see him become more of a bigger part of the offense because we haven't even really seen him catch and run. You know what I'm saying? So I think when you talk about sleepers, like we touched on earlier with defense, I think one of the sleepers is the the shit they can do with Devin Singletary. I don't think they've touched the, the tip of it. But then again, they need the confidence in him to run some of these plays. So I think that's where we're at with him. And I'm going to pick Devin Singletary. I got you. I'm going to, I'm going to say one that nobody in this room is going to like. I guarantee it. Dawson Knox is going to make a, a, an impact on this game, whether it be a big catch on a third down, a touchdown. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Please. Lord, please. No, I think, I think that Dawson Knox is going to finally have a game that is going to, be what we've been waiting for for a while. I'm not saying he's going to go for seven catches, 130 yards. I'm saying he's going to make a play that's going to have an impact on this game. I just have, I just have a feeling like it's just there. It's I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. Impact. I think, I think it's going to be a positive impact. I think okay, it's going well, to be. You just said an impact. No, it's going to be something that's going to be. It's going to help. It's going to be for the Bills in the Bills' favor. Yeah, it's going to be something positive. I think it's going to happen. He's going to show think, Ryan Tannehill how to do his curls like that. <laughs> the ram. We're, I think we're going to see a Rambo moment in this game. So, uh, let me hit the co- the comment section. So, Jameis Winston got brought up by no, Wolf. no, no. All right, we'll no, take it down. Smack yourself. <laughs> Now go in the mirror and smack yourself again harder. No. We don't want any of that. Oh, my goodness. I would bring man. back Nate Peterman before I get Jameis Winston. Oh, my goodness. And I All don't right, want so him either. Let's get, so let's get some hot takes, some steamy hot takes that you guys think something's going to happen that nobody is, is anticipating. Monster, you're first, brother. I want my hot take to be about Tom Brady. It can be about Tom Brady. All right. <laughs> this ain't the well, end of the show yet, but we're, we're just at hot takes. All right. Well, I'm going to wait for the end of the show. All right. We'll wait, wait for the end of the show to get on him. Because everybody knows me and Tom Brady have a very special relationship. I love TB12. I just love him. <laughs> <laughs> my hot take on this is fantasy football is a pain in the ass with all of it. Like, I just dropped one of my defenses because I thought Josh wasn't going to get stats till next week. So I pick up fucking Teddy Bridgewater, and now I don't need him because Josh is getting stats this week. Like, you're playing Tuesday, you're playing Thursday. This guy's not playing. This is a bye week. It's a fucking nightmare. Like, I'm the defending champ. I'm 4-0 already this year. Like, I want back-to-back chips. That's what I live for, to talk shit to the people I play with because I beat them year after year, and they can't do anything. But, oh, my God, a nightmare. Like fantasy football man, if you're in, if you're in a snake league or a suicide league this year, good luck because oh. that's fucking insane. You're not gonna win any bread. So that's my <laughs> hot take: is fantasy football owners hold on to your boots. It's probably not gonna get better, and let's see what we can do with this. But Jesus Christ, they've made it hard this year. <laughs> Colt, you gotta follow that, brother. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, I, uh, I'm i actually going to feed off of what we actually talked about a little bit. That's why I was downplaying Gabe Davis so much because Gabe Davis was going to be my hot take for the week. Uh, that I, I On Tuesday, I called it out, so I'm just going to stick with it that I think that he's going 6 for 64 and two touchdowns. I believe we're going to see Smoke is laying out the just running around this week, and we are going to utilize Davis to be the big hands, beat the seam, beat their linebackers. Their linebackers are good, but they're suspect. They're big old boys, and they have a hard time covering the field sideline to sideline. So I want to see Gabe Davis with two touchdowns this week. See, now you're feeding into my Dawson Knox theory because I've done some all 22, and the Titans linebackers are suspect in coverage. I said on Tuesday. Dawson Knox. Cut it out. (laughs) Cut it out. All right, Tuesday, so, I called it out. You got to spread these guys out, right? Their their linebackers are big boys, right? They want to stay tight and compact. You got to get them running all over the place. Yeah, because they're are also coming. Yeah, their their edge their edge rushers are no joke. So we got to yeah. make sure that Josh stays upright, which he's been able to do. Dawkins is playing really well right now, um, and if well, Darryl they haven't Williams, played anybody to be fair, too, right? Really, that's I mean, yeah, that's so. true. You know, but. There's always it's time. Still the when, NFL. There's right, always right. a time when Jadavion Clowney wants to show up and take over a game, and and you know who knows if it's this week. But I got a take on here that I'm going to put up for you guys. Uh, hot take: just just keep letting Josh be himself, and he will make everyone else around him better and better. I agree with that a thousand percent. Well, and if they don't get better, he'll just keep doing it himself. Exactly. Right. So. Um, hey, Rich. Hot take, brother. Uh, Ed Oliver. First round pick, ninth overall. It's time that we start seeing some John Randall comparisons, some Aaron Donald comparisons. Eight tackles, three sacks, uh, forced fumble for Ed Oliver. Love it. He makes the impact uh, of the game for our defense. You guys aren't going to like my hot take at all. I'm telling you. <laughs> my hot take, there isn't going to be a game. Mm hmm. That's my take. Okay. I kind of still feel that way myself. That's, That's why my, I almost feel a little unenthused take, about this. My, I like it. I my like hot it. take is that there is not going to be a game this week. We're going to find out either Monday or Tuesday that mm. something happened with a, a positive test or something mm. happened. Because you got to think, too, they haven't fully investigated the non-practice or the practicing when they were not supposed to be doing team activities. Like, we've heard nothing about that. Like, why haven't they been, like, fined Already, it it's happened. It's recorded. It's happened. But that, yeah, that's my hot take. They need the, it's because they need the weekend to talk about what they're going to do about it. Yeah, it I is, mean, it could right? be. But yeah, that's my hot take. I hope it's not true because I want to see that. I want to see the Bills put up at least forty on the Titans. And but I have a feeling. I just have this weird feeling that we're not going to get a game. So um, let me check. I can see that. To yeah, quote I my, mean, my great brother Bernie Mac, I don't believe in shit until shit happens. I won't know until the, the minute they kick that ball off that we're going to have a game. It wouldn't shock me at all, Dave. Yeah. All right. So let's get into some game day predictions. Uh, we'll put some we'll put some scores on paper. Um, and Colt, I'll let you go first. What's your game day prediction? I got the Buffalo Bills with a twenty-seven to sixteen victory over said Tennessee Titans. Any, I feel any like. I feel like last week we got to see a lot of the 
I know everybody wasn't happy about it. Like the group chat was pissed. Everybody was pissed that. But this defense last week to me started to settle into what they are. We're a shell. We let you get down there. We just don't let you in the end zone. And I saw Tennessee's had quite a bit of struggles with the red zone. So I anticipate they're going to get down there because Tannehill's been on fire again. He's playing like he did when they got him to championship. But I don't think they're going to score touchdowns on us. They might get one. I think they're going to get down there. But it's going to be field goal heavy for them. Monster. What do you got, man? I think it's hilarious that we're threatened by Ryan Tannehill. Like, not to take <laughs> anything away from him. Like, he's become a really good quarterback while he's been there. But the years in Miami where he just kept busting his leg and busting his leg, and it's like, ah, oh, this guy's done. What a shitbag. And then he goes to Tennessee with an actual team, and he just produces. You know what I'm saying? He just produces. So, I'm not uh, – I mean, we're going to win 174 to three, but I think honestly, it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be a tough game. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go honestly. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 28-13 Buffalo. I like it. I like it. And you talk about Tannehill before a rich. You get your your score prediction, and then you talk about Tannehill, and everybody talks about the transformation that he made going from Miami to Tennessee. Well, look at his completion percentage and his QB, his QB ratings gone up. He checked downs like nobody else's business. And that's why you saw the games last year in the playoffs when they were absolutely riding Derrick Henry. He'd, he'd have 33 pass attempts and he'd have 114 yards because he checks down. Now, that could be good and that could be bad. That could be bad because he's checking down over the middle of the field where we are suspect in coverage. So, anyways, that's my take on Tannehill. Hey, Rich, you're up, man. Game day prediction. 34-17, Buffalo Bills. Yeah. We show that we're finally uh, produced on defense. We have some impact on the defensive side of the ball. We contain uh, Derrick Henry to the best of our abilities. Ryan Tannehill doesn't get a 300-yard game, breaking that that streak of consecutive quarterbacks in 300-yard games this season. And we continue our offensive juggernaut and score over 30 points. 34-17, Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I gave that the same score last night, but I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go 33-13, and I think that it might be it might be a garbage time touchdown for the Titans because all the adversity that they've had to go through, which I don't really I'm not sad about at all uh, personally, but all the adversity that they've had to go through two days of practice. You know, talk all you want about they had two weeks to prepare for us. Did they really? I just think they got guys out. I just think there's no continuity there. I just think that McDermott's going to do something in this game with the offense, and Dable's going to do something to prove a point that we're not here to be played with. You guys are messing with our season. Um, and I can honestly see Tredavious White, if he plays, having a really good game just because of all the adversity that he's had to overcome. Think Like Monster touched on earlier, I can see him having a really good game this game just to prove, hey, I don't want to even be in this situation, but – He's going to prove some doubters wrong, and I think our defense is going to get back more so on track than they've been in in previous weeks. So we didn't talk about the Brett Favre and Josh Allen thing. So I I showed you guys the video clip before we went live, and it's something that I think everybody is talking about. Um, And growing up as a kid, I absolutely love Brett Favre. I don't know how you guys feel about Brett Favre. I feel like Josh, I'm not saying he tries to resemble his game, but the hero mentality is definitely there. Um, and I'm going to show the video. It's just it's just a few seconds long. If anybody hasn't seen what Brett Favre said about Josh Allen. His time is now. And I think it's going to be for, for quite, a, 
quite a while. And I think Josh Allen will be the new Tom Brady. Uh, mm. You know, at some point he will be, will be running the, the division. Now, before anybody reacts to any of that, Brett Favre, the year of the 2017 draft, said that Patrick Mahomes was going to be the best quarterback in this league for a long time. And everybody laughed at him, and everybody said that he was crazy. Um, and he said, no, wait till you see what this guy does with an NFL offense. So having no, known that and now hearing about what he thinks, yes, he's just – a former NFL player. Um, he's probably been hit in the head a few times, but I take his word over it. The guy did nothing but win games. The guy did nothing but throw touchdown passes and he wore his heart on his sleeve, which is what Josh resembles monster. What do you take from, what do you take from what Brett, Brett, Brett Favory had to say this week about Josh? It's beautiful. It's beautiful because if anybody can recognize talent, it's him. It's him. Now, if exactly. you're the best at your job, you can recognize other dudes that can do your job very well. Now, when you combine physical ability with skill, as Brett Favre and Josh Allen have, you get what I like to call the eh, fuck it factor. Sometimes you see a throw that you maybe shouldn't throw, and you say, eh, fuck it. And you gun it because your <laughs> arm is strong, and you make the throw, or you make the touchdown pass that very few quarterbacks can make because they don't possess the physical gifts you have or the skills you have. So to hear that kind of praise from somebody who's been there, somebody like Brett Favre, yeah, Brett Favre is a shitload of touchdowns towards the top. But you know what? He's also got a lot of interceptions he's at the top (laughs) because of that factor. Sometimes you got to sling it. You don't know if you're going to make a play unless you try. So like I said, Brett and Josh are a lot in the eh, good factor that they can throw it. So – Coming from coming from Brett Favre, that's absolutely the biggest compliment, and I take that to heart. Like them words mean something. Yeah, Colt. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm the same as you. I mean, Favre is, you know, growing up as a kid, it was Jim Kelly, Brett Favre. You know, those are the guys you idolized, and he get he gets it too. Coming from that small market of Green Bay, right? Compared to, he knows what it takes to be like that guy. I I mean. As of right now, Favre, I mean, if we get a guy like Favre that's going to just take his team to the playoffs all the time, he's going to be competing for MVPs, championships year in and year out, I'm 100% okay with having Brett Favre say that Josh Allen's that guy, right? Because I believe he's that guy. I think he's probably realistically more talented in some aspects than Brett Favre, right? Like he's he's more athletic than Favre was as far as running and scrambling. Might not have the killer instinct as good as Favre, but to me that's Favre just saying – this guy's better than I am, right? Because you don't see many quarterbacks really come out and say that a guy is going to be that good. Right. Yeah, he doesn't have it yet. He's only right. had one letdown against, you know, the Texans. Yeah. It's yeah. building in Josh. You can see it. He hasn't yeah, had yeah. those big letdowns like Favre had repeatedly before he finally broke that ceiling and just whooped <clears> that ass. Yep. Hey, Rich, what do you think? It's like I said um, off the air. It's a lot easier to make these kind of predictions when you see the success, right? So uh, Josh Allen is has shown that he's took a major leap from year two to year three, and I feel like there's no disrespect to Brett Favre or whatever at all. I feel like he's, you know, kind of like jumping on the bandwagon of success right now because nobody was on this train. Brett Favre did not say this four games ago. 
Um, there was uh, very little people saying things like this. So it's easy to make these type of of comments and statements when we're seeing the success. Yeah, I, I, I agree too because I'm, <clears throat> I'm a little like I'm over the Josh apologists. Like <clears throat> I'm, I'm well past the point of I don't even want to see that stuff anymore. Like the thing to me with Josh is – we need to have less and less and less, if any, of these oh shit moments. Stop running backwards. You can't get away from every defender every time. I understand you want to make a play, but the play in the Rams game when he was running down the sidelines and he tried to flick the ball to motor right there, it's like you gotta stop doing that stuff. You could cost us you could cost us a game by just just throw the ball out of bounds. Last week, he could have done the same thing. Just throw the ball out of bounds. You cost us three points because you took that 20-yard sack that took us out of field goal range. So, I don't know. I think it's nice to see because I think like most of us, we grew up you know, admiring the gunslinger mentality that Brett Favre had, um, and he was very successful. So, hopefully, Josh can kind of ride those coattails. All right, so final thoughts. Monster, since you are our guest. And I'll I go really last. Do, you want to go last? I'll go last. <clears throat> All right. Colt. Final thoughts on the game, and then we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, man, I'm just excited to see it happen. I think this was when I look back at the schedule, this is the first team that I was really nervous about based off of watching play from last year. So uh, if if I had to say that there was one team that I was really nervous, this could have been the first blemish. So I'm excited to see it. I hope we perform as well as I think we can. Uh, as everybody knows, we're fighting a pandemic, right? So be safe. Uh, mask up. Don't be a titan. See you guys next week. Hey, Rich. Is he talking? Oh, uh, you're muted, Hey, Rich. There you go. I, I said once again, man. We, yeah, we're just trying to uh, do what we got to do to grow. We're going to continue to feed this, uh, be as knowledgeable as we could, and we're going to have a, a very knowledgeable guest. Shout out to my boy Monster. Um, and we just have to continue to be safe, like what Cole said. You know, um, we like to blame Tennessee Titans, but we as human beings, I'm pretty sure not all of us follow the rules and regulations as well. Um, that's what I want to get on the Titans. So we have to uh, uh, lead by example in terms of being safe and following precautions. Monster, what you got, man? First off, before you go, man, I just want to say a th- huge thank you. Oh, boy, here he comes. Huge thank you to Monster for spending his Saturday night with us. Um it's been something we've been working on for a while. Monster, have at it, man. With all due respect, my hot take is on Tom Brady and not knowing it's fourth down. You stupid asshole. It's fourth down. You're you're the GOAT. How many rings do you got? What do you think the boys in Tampa Bay in the locker room think about you? Knowing that you don't even know it's fourth down. You can't count, Tom? One, two, three, four. You don't know nothing. Tom Brady looked like an absolute asshole on national television. I loved it, took the L, and then complained about it. Well, guess what? Bill Belichick's not there to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, asshole, it's fourth down. Don't screw this up. (laughs) So that's my hot take. You had a great week, Tom Brady. I absolutely love it. We're going to 5-0. Whenever they play it, whoever gets on the field, we're whooping Tennessee's ass. I thank Bilton Buffalo, Dave, Akeem, all the boys, everybody for having me on here. It's been a pleasure, and I thank you gentlemen kindly. But Tennessee is getting the fucking machete.
<laughs> ah, on that note, we are going to end the show. I appreciate everybody that took their Saturday night and spent it with Built in Buffalo. Again, smash the shit out of the like button if you haven't already. Share this. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Hit the bell so you know when our next show will be live. I am DM3. For A. Rich, for Monster, and for Colt, we are out. Go Bills.